O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. The Lord is risen. Alleluia. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills is his also. It is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, Never shall be world without end. Amen. The Lord is risen. Alleluia. O come, let us worship him. As newborn babies, Alleluia, desire the sincere milk of the word, Alleluia. Sing aloud unto God our strength. Make a joyful noise unto the God of Jacob. Thou callest in trouble, and I delivered thee. I answered thee in the secret place of thunder. I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. And with honey out of the rock should I have satisfied thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. As newborn babies, Alleluia, desire the sincere milk of the word, Alleluia.
The Old Testament lesson for the second Sunday of Easter is written in the 37th chapter of the book of the prophet Ezekiel, beginning at the first verse. The Lord's hand was on me, and he brought me out in the Lord's spirit, and set me down in the middle of the valley, and it was full of bones. He caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and behold, they were very dry. He said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? I answered, Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and tell them, You dry bones, hear the Lord's word. The Lord God says to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you will live. I will lay sinews on you, and will bring up flesh on you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you will live. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. As I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, there was an earthquake. Then the bones came together, bone to its bone. I saw, and behold, there were sinews on them, and flesh came up, and skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the wind, prophesy, son of man, and tell the wind, The Lord God says, Come from the four winds, breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are completely cut off. Therefore prophesy and tell them, The Lord God says, Behold, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves, my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. You will know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves and caused you to come up out of your graves, my people. I will put my spirit in you, and you will live. Then I will place you in your own land, and you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in the fifth chapter of the first epistle of St. John, beginning at the fourth verse. Brothers, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, your faith. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ not with the water only, but with the water and the blood. It is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three who testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and the three agree as one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is God's testimony, which he has testified concerning his Son. He who believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. He who doesn't believe God has made him a liar, because he has not believed in the testimony that God has given concerning his Son. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, he is risen from the dead, and behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. Alleluia. After eight days came Jesus and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the twentieth chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. When therefore it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and when the doors were locked where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the middle and said to them, Peace be to you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples therefore were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus therefore said to them again, Peace be to you. As the Father has sent me, even so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they have been forgiven them. If you retain anyone's sins, 
they have been retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, wasn't with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails, put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. After eight days, again his disciples were inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, the doors being locked, and stood in the middle, and said, Peace be to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach here your finger, and see my hands. Reach here your hand, and put it into my side. Don't be unbelieving, but believing. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Therefore Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia, alleluia. Christ was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia. Alleluia, he is risen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In life, there are moments that change everything. Moments which occur in several seconds or minutes, but yet go on to define us and our lives, our routines, until the day we die. And some of those moments are joyous, like graduating from high school or college, maybe being certified in your profession, other moments are more earth-shattering, like the day you're married or the day that you become a parent. Others are more somber, like the death of a loved one or an abrupt accident or diagnosis that leaves us changed. Again, those moments last for the briefest of times, but they change everything. There are moments where we go from being children to adults, from being dependent to self-supporting, from being amateurs to experts, from being single to married, from being carefree to being a responsible parent, or even becoming a widow, going from being married to being a widow, or from being capable and self-sufficient to depending on others from accidents or diagnosis. Today you're in high school, tomorrow you're in college. Today you make dinner for one, tomorrow it's a dinner for the whole family. Today you're sitting down to supper at, with your loved one. Tomorrow you're alone, all because of a moment. And those moments put us in new roles and new vocations, whether we're ready for them or not. And whatever the new role may be, as the moments come and go and redefine our lives, there we are, left in these vocations like newborn babes. Entering those vocations in a moment completely inexperienced and left to grow and mature in the new lives defined for us there. But to grow in those new lives and vocations, we are forced to find ways to live, ways to act. We're forced to develop new temperaments, new inclinations, to find new supports, and so on. The only way we find the blessings of being newborn babes in those vocations, as beautiful or difficult as those vocations may be, the only way we find the blessings in them is if we mature in them. Because to fight that maturation, to fight that growth in those new lives created in those moments is to fight the new vocations we've been given. And so it is also for all of us who have entered into the Christian life. That's what our collect captures this morning. We prayed, grant, we beseech you, almighty God, that we who have celebrated the solemnities of our Lord's resurrection 
as beautiful as that is, the Latin's more to the point. It prays that we who have passed through the Passover feast, that we who have passed through the Paschal or Easter feast, in our prayers identified our defining moment, the Paschal feast. In English, you better know it as the passion of our Lord. Our Lord's passion is our moment that changes everything. And that moment includes everything from the institution of the supper to our Lord's crucifixion and death to his triumphant resurrection. The passion is the moment which now defines our lives, spiritually and physically, because it is the moment where the Lord defines us as his own. And having just celebrated Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, the vigil, Easter morning, Notice, after celebrating all that, that we too have come fresh off the passion moment. And we confess what we are at this time in the introit. We are newborn babes, newborn infants longing for pure spiritual milk. And we see this also with the 11 apostles in our gospel this morning. They had just been through our Lord's passion. They were there the night he instituted the supper, when he prayed in Gethsemane when they scattered as he was betrayed and arrested. And although they scattered, there was Peter and John at our Lord's trial, and at least for John on top of that, at the foot of our Lord's cross. And on Easter morning, there was Peter and John racing to our Lord's tomb. The moment of our Lord's passion defined these eleven. As Peter and John stooped into the tomb, they found themselves living this new reality of death and resurrection. They believed, but they didn't know what to think of it. And this morning, they are, fresh off of this moment, like newborn babes in our reading. The eleven, or at least the ten initially, they're confused. They can't figure out what all this means. They're unsure of how to live this new life, how to fend for themselves. They're unsure if they even believe it. Again, we see this on Easter morning in our gospel reading where the ten aren't searching for our Lord's body. They're not out evangelizing or proclaiming the good news. Instead, they're locked in the upper room afraid of the Jews. They're afraid of the world that hates them for being Christ's disciples. And that's the same for our 11th disciple. He's nowhere to be found that Easter morning. So earth-shattering and transcendent was our Lord's passion that Thomas flat out can't wrap his head around it. He's lost, nowhere to be found, in disbelief. And don't understand that. Thomas isn't filled with the hateful unbelief of Judas and the Pharisees. It's not even that he doesn't want to believe. But he's full of disbelief. He's witnessed and heard everything. But he's hopelessly struggling and flailing about with all these things because he can't comprehend it all. Even with the report from the other ten that they saw Jesus, he can't build up the faith in himself. He can't become strong enough to overcome that disbelief and believe. Fresh off the moment of our Lord's passion, the eleven are like newborn babes. When an infant leaves the womb, his eyes are closed. He screams and kicks and thrashes about. Yes, he's alive, but he's hungry, he's cold, he's scared, he's unable on his own to mature in this new life. A newborn babe knows he yearns for some kind of sustenance, but he doesn't know he needs his mother or that he needs to be placed at her breast to be protected and fed that milk. And so it is for the disciples. They yearn for spiritual milk and assurance, but they're unable to comprehend everything that's happening. They don't know who or where to go. Thomas may demand to touch the wounds of our Lord with his hands so that he may believe, but he's still full of disbelief as he says this. He doesn't fully comprehend what he is saying. And yet, just as our Lord always faithfully provides for the newborn out of the womb, so our God does not leave these newborns in the passion without. From our gospel in verse 19, it says, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. 
When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And again, as he did for the ten, so does he do for Thomas in verse 26. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Well, we see here where this spiritual milk comes from for this new life. That milk comes from our risen Lord's words, peace be with you. That milk comes from the wounds of our risen Lord, the wounds He received as He was pierced for our sin and punished for our transgression. Wounds that, now that He is risen, are trophies, proof of His victory, which He shows to the disciples so they can witness it. Wounds that show we are at peace with Christ and our Father in heaven. This milk comes from the apostles, whom Jesus sends out with his authority, who Jesus sends out with their witness of him, their witness of seeing our Lord crucified, of seeing his resurrection, of touching his wounds, of Thomas placing his hand in his side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. With those words, our Lord is indeed chastising Thomas for not believing the ten. But it's more than that. Thomas is a newborn babe in the passion. Our Lord, with these words, with his peace, with his wounds, he's giving Thomas that spiritual milk. He's giving him faith and strength and peace so that Thomas may come to believe in the flesh. He can overcome the disbelief and believe in the flesh and blood of the risen Lord. And that's what we prayed for in the collect, isn't it? We prayed that we who have passed through the, through the passion feast may by the help of your grace. That's where we turn to, God's grace. Many of us are newborn babes in the passion. And even if some of us may have matured in the faith over a lifetime, there's still only one place for all of us to go for this spiritual sustenance and to be nurtured in this new life in the old fallen world. And that place is here, in the gathering, at the altar of our risen Lord, where he comes to us. And this is what St. John says in his epistle this morning. In verse 4, he says, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one that believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not by the water only, but by the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. And there are three that testify the Spirit, and the water, and the blood, and these three agree. The apostles, they passed through our Lord's passion as those historical events actually happened. There was John as the Son of God incarnate gave up his spirit, as the water and blood gushed from his side. And just as the apostles passed through our Lord's passion in this way, you also pass through the moment of our Lord's passion by the same Spirit, by the same water, by the same blood. By baptism you received His Spirit as you were submerged in the waters and as you were cleansed by His blood. There you pass through the passion as you rose from the waters, being lifted out of the waters like our Lord lifted Peter out from the sea. In the waters, in the waters, the blood and the spirit, you were united to our incarnate Lord's death and resurrection. You, you were united to our Lord in his passion. And like the eleven, you are newborn babes in this life of the cross in a dark and fallen world. How are we to survive in this life of the passion? 
How do we mature in the life of the cross in the world? Well, St. John said it. We overcome the world in the faith which clings to the risen, victorious Son of God. We live by the spiritual milk He provides to us. And in the waters of baptism, what does this spiritual milk which our Lord provides, what is it? Here again, the Gospel. Verse 21. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. And a few verses later, Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to, said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other things in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. There's the spiritual milk given in the peace of Christ, which is always yours in baptism. There is the milk in the Holy Spirit given to us in the waters, in the Word, in absolution. The spiritual milk is that apostolic tradition that we receive from the apostles in the Scriptures. That is, the milk is the Word of God written by the apostles like John. He doesn't tell us everything Christ said and did. But he gives us all the milk we need in the gospel he wrote so we may believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. The milk is the flesh, the spirit, the blood and water we receive in this supper to forgive us, to strengthen our faith, to lead us to grow and mature in this life of the passion. To help us grow and mature in this life of suffering that leads to glory eternal. We prayed in the collect that we may, by the help of your grace, bring forth the fruits thereof in our life, that is our new eternal sanctified life, and in our conversation, our new disposition toward God, our new inclination to serve Him. We beg our Lord to give us what He gave the disciples in this gospel, that our lives may always be defined by that eternal moment of his passion, that he does not leave us as newborn babes, but that he give us always the spiritual milk that we need, the spiritual milk that is found wherever his forgiveness is found, the milk of the font, the milk of the word proclaimed in this apostolic witness, the milk given in absolution, the milk given here at this altar. We ask our Lord to give us all this so we may mature in this life eternal and grow in this new heart to serve God. So that as we mature in the faith, we may always confess with Thomas, my Lord and my God. Today, that's what we prayed for, and today our Lord answers that prayer. So let us come and eat and drink at this altar so we may, by our Lord, mature in our baptism and this new life in his passion. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.
mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Grant, we beseech you, Almighty God, that we who have celebrated the solemnities of the Lord's resurrection may, by the help of your grace, bring forth the fruits thereof in our life and conversation. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, Help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, 
who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and our souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, be with you all. Amen.